Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints warming up to the symbol of the cross? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. In yesterday's show, we began looking at an article that was in the April 2023 edition of the Liahona magazine. It was titled, Making Easter a Time to Remember the Savior. It was written by two Brigham Young University faculty members, Eric D. Huntsman and Trevin G. Hatch. And what stuck out to us is what it says on page 14 of this article under the subheading of Topic for Possible Discussion. And of course, the context has to do with what took place on what we call Good Friday, the crucifixion. What does it say under Topic for Possible Discussion, Eric? It says how we remember the Savior's crucifixion does much to shape our experience with Easter. Much can be done to set the tone by the art that is displayed and the music that is played in our homes on this day. While Latter-day Saints do not normally display many images of the suffering or crucifixion of Christ, this is a day when displaying such art might be appropriate. We don't dwell on the Savior's death or on the cruel manner in which he died. Instead, we celebrate his victory over death. Eric, do you think that something like that would have found its way in an LDS church periodical, say, 50 years ago or 40 years ago? A hundred percent, no. I would tend to agree with you because certainly the cross has, has not in recent years been something that the LDS church reveres, at least as a symbol, I should say. They, they're not going to denigrate the fact that Jesus died on a cross. Of course, they, they admit to that. But when it comes to the symbolism of the cross and the fact that there are Christians who wear a cross, that's not something that Latter-day Saints normally do. I'm trying to think of all the years when I've been out on the streets witnessing to Latter-day Saints during important events such as, well, the Jesus the Christ pageant down in Mesa, Arizona. I do remember a young lady who was wearing a cross who was going to the pageant. I cannot remember, however, if she said to me she was a Latter-day Saint, but I commented on the cross. She could have been, for all I know, a new convert to the church, maybe didn't realize what the feelings were among many Latter-day Saints regarding wearing a symbol like that. But it's just not something that most Latter-day Saints do. So when it says here in that paragraph, while Latter-day Saints do not normally display many images of the suffering or crucifixion of Christ, this is a day when displaying such art might be appropriate. And of course, this day would be the time of the Easter season. What do you think that he's insinuating that Latter-day Saints on Good Friday ought to bring out a cross and and put it up on the mantle or on the table and have the kids talk about it, and then aren't you going to take it down on Saturday? It, it, there's not a lot of description given here. Well, you raise an interesting question. It sounds like from what is written here that it's only supposed to be something we think about seasonally. Christians wouldn't say that, of course. We look at something like this as something that is perpetual in our lives. This is something that we want to think about all the time. 
But I, I still cringe when I hear this wording, like in that last sentence, we don't dwell on the Savior's death or on the cruel manner in which he died. This might shock some Latter-day Saints. Maybe it may shock some professing Christians, but I do. I do. I take that suffering very seriously that Jesus, being fully man, would go through such an ordeal with me in mind. Or, Eric, with you in mind. Certainly that is something that we do think about. I do tend to dwell at times on that. I I can never forget the song, Were You There? when they crucified my Lord. That's an old Negro spiritual, it's called. And uh, I remember when I first heard that as a kid, and it haunted me, because the way that that hymn goes is uh, just done in a haunting way. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? I mean, it was like, no, but I was there. And that's why we, as Christians, Bill, celebrate Good Friday. I think a lot of people think we're nuts. People will go to Easter services, but they would never go to a Good Friday service because it's cruel and mean and bloody, and that's the way it's supposed to be. I am under the impression, Bill, that there are too many Christians who go to church on Easter Sunday who are not prepared for that well enough. I think a Good Friday service before where it's done properly and we understand what took place there will help us to really be able to celebrate Easter. I think what also troubles me with that paragraph, Eric, is the very last sentence when the, the authors say, instead, we celebrate his victory over death. We do too. It's almost as if if you're focusing on the suffering that Jesus went through on the cross, that somehow you're not thinking about his victory over death. Well, of course, the two are intertwined. You can't have one without the other. And I know for me personally, I don't think about the cross without thinking of that resurrection. They're both very important. I mean, there must be a death in order for an atonement to take place. That's why we reject this idea of a garden atonement. There was no death in the Garden of Gethsemane, so it could not have been an atonement in the biblical sense of the word. Now, in yesterday's show, we mentioned that we were going to go beyond this article, but we're using it as a springboard to turn our attention to an article that was written by another BYU professor, a man by the name of John Hilton III. This came out in the periodical LDS Living. This is the website, ldsliving.com, and it was featured in February of 2022. Again, this is something that's a, a a little ways back, but it is something that seems to be coming up more and more and more. And this is why we wonder, is the church going to make a course correction? Are they going to start introducing the cross? Because let's be serious, as I mentioned yesterday, it would be somewhat of a public relations coup, I think, because for many who are not real familiar with a lot of the most horrible doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and believe me, there are a lot of horrible teachings that they have, Many, not knowing that, might see this as, well, maybe the LDS people are coming in our direction. And notice I worded it that way, purposely. They're coming our direction. We're not going their direction, even though they view us officially as being a part of apostate Christendom. Isn't it amazing how a lot of the teachings that have been coming out lately seem to give the impression that maybe they are coming our direction in a lot of areas, although officially I would deny that at this point. They might be talking a good game about Jesus and things like that. 
but they still haven't changed their horrible doctrines about Jesus. And certainly I would like to see some changes in that area if I'm going to consider the LDS Church as a part of the Christian faith. The cross, folks, is not on my short list. If the LDS Church were to embrace the cross and start using it on their buildings or saying it's okay to wear them, that would not convince me that they are a Christian organization. Look, the Community of Christ has a cross on its temple in Independence, Missouri. We wouldn't say, well, there's a good evangelical Christian denomination. We, Yes, they have Jesus and they have the cross. The same would go, I think, with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They could add a cross. Uh, they could add it today, and I, that's not going to make me say, well, therefore I'm going to accept uh, this religion as a Christian religion. Yeah, as I said, whether or not the church embraces the symbol of the cross, that's not on my short list. Because I wouldn't say any evangelical church or any New Testament church has to have the cross in order to prove that they are Christian. That's not absolutely necessary. Let me uh, read the first paragraph of this article by Hilton. What church leaders and church history teach about wearing and displaying the cross? This is what he writes. Recently, a Latter-day Saint woman shared the following story with me. She lived in the southern United States and invited a neighbor of another faith to attend her daughter's baptism. The neighbor accepted the invitation and came to witness the ordinance. Afterward, she graciously presented the eight-year-old with a gift, a cross necklace. Upon opening the gift, the child froze. She had been taught not to wear crosses. The mother also froze, feeling unsure about how to respond. Sensing the mother and daughter's discomfort, the neighbor hastily took back the cross, promising to get the child a different gift. Now, what an embarrassing and awkward moment. Here is a woman who attends this baptism and, for a gift, gives the child this cross necklace. And the way John Hilton describes this, the child froze, and I'm trying to imagine in my mind's eye what that probably looked like. Bad enough that the child reacts with a hesitancy, but he goes on to say that the mother also froze, feeling unsure about how to respond. This, of course, makes the giver of that gift feel very uncomfortable to the point where John Hilton writes that this neighbor hastily took back the cross, promising to get the child a different gift. I can only wonder, what was that lady thinking as she drove home from that event that day? How did that affect her? See, I think there's a lot of people who see the LDS people as not being Christian, and one of the reasons being is because they don't use that symbol. I would say there's much more to it than that, but still, this would have been a barrier. Had the mother and the child reacted differently, I think that would have probably been used more as a positive experience to perhaps convince that woman, who we understand is not LDS, to embrace her neighbor, who is LDS, as being a Christian. I don't think it changes anything, not doctrinally, that's for sure, but I think for many Christians who are not very familiar with the doctrines of the LDS Church, this would probably work in the Church's favor, having outsiders more apt to embrace them. Yesterday you mentioned how the Church reacted 50, 40 years ago on this issue of the cross, and I think how the lady and the child took this would have been very common. But notice the next paragraph that Hilton writes. He says, Today, 
That Latter-day Saint mother looks back on this experience with regret, wishing she had seen it as an opportunity to rejoice in her friend in their shared belief in Jesus Christ instead of letting it be a source of discomfort and division. I think this is more of a 21st century idea. Let me ask you this, though, Eric. Mr. Hilton uses the expression, their shared belief in Jesus Christ. You see, that's part of the deception. They use the name of Jesus Christ, and of course they will, they will tell a lot of the gospel stories about Jesus, but unfortunately LDS leaders have given descriptions of their Jesus that we should find very troubling. So while you may share the name of Jesus, are you really sharing a belief in the same Jesus Christ? These are questions that I think we need to ask. Now, I don't know if that's something that needs to be asked up front when you first engage with a Latter-day Saint. I usually just assume, okay, you're talking about Jesus. We'll get to that subject at some point. But right now, I just want to see whether or not you feel confident that if you were to die right now, that all your sins are forgiven and you would get the best your religion has for you. That's usually the tactic I take. It's not that I'm ignoring the subject of Jesus. It's just at this point in the conversation, that's something I want to address later on. In tomorrow's show, we're going to continue looking at what John Hilton has to say in his article, What Church Leaders and Church History Teach About Wearing and Displaying the Cross. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.